Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. 5,000, we know, especially if you were to average out, it'd be about 5,000. We don't go for huge home runs, you know, again, especially with the love of out of state leads. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your, your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we've got a wonderful show lined up for you, especially if you're into wholesaling and fixing and flipping, because our guest today has a lot of experience doing that. With us today, we've got Garrett Allen Zander. How you doing, Garrett? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? Doing really well, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Garrett is a fellow podcaster. He's the host of the Real Estate Strategy Lab podcast. So once you're done listening to this, go check out the Real Estate Strategy Lab podcast. He has been investing in real estate for seven years and has rehabbed over 50 houses 
from start to you know i assumed it was houses it doesn't say houses yeah. are they all homes yes yes all single family residents okay he's rehab 50 single family residents from start to finish uh, he recently started wholesaling and he says he does everything he can not to see a property and i you didn't do this but i put not in all caps cuz i just got the sense that you just wanted to stay the heck away from properties yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the point of me saying that was uh, being involved in the rehabbing side of it for so long and, and being there constantly dealing with the with the house from start to finish. Um, I realized once I started doing wholesaling and I did a couple of virtual wholesale deals, how amazing it was to literally never see the house and never have to deal with the nonsense that comes with rehabbing. So uh, I, I definitely try to I try to stay away from houses as much as I can these days. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't want any part of that either. I know there's money to be made there. I just I just don't want to make it. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, Garrett, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background. I know you're based in Los Angeles, California, kind of where you're investing, what you're looking at and what you spend your time doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am in Southern California, about an hour north of Los Angeles uh, in a little town called Lancaster, we're actually on the news these days where when they show the uh, the temperature on the news, we actually – you see our city now. About 10 years ago, you didn't see our city, but we're finally recognized even by the uh, by the weatherman on the news. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I do a lot of my rehabbing. I still do rehabbing even though uh, you know my, my brief description, I, I said I try to stay away from houses. I'm currently doing three rehabs right now, and I am there a lot, unfortunately. But that's okay, though. I mean, that's still – that's my business. So I'm working on three rehabs. Locally, my wholesaling, uh, I do wholesaling basically nationwide. I was working with a guy for a while last year that was uh, generating leads, again, nationwide. And uh, we that's how I kind of got into the virtual wholesaling thing and realized that I didn't have to see these properties. They actually uh, make some money. And so, so yeah, so anyways, uh, local rehabber, wholesaling, you know, with areas that I'm not buying in and just kind of, you know, focusing on that. Right now, honestly, my time is really consumed by these rehabs. Even though I've been doing this for a long time with a partner, we never were able to, I, I would say, Justin Williams, our, our rehabbing process. If anybody doesn't know who Justin Williams is, he's a rehabber who has a fantastic you know, system. Well, our rehab system is not very good, and, uh, but we still get our job done. And uh, so anyway, so I am focusing a lot on that right now and taking a lot of my time. But wholesaling-wise, though, I am still generating leads, and I do have that more systemized, especially compared to my, to my rehabbing. <laughs> Let's talk about both of those approaches with the rehabbing. What would need to happen for it to run more efficiently compared to how you've seen others run it? Well, you know, what I've learned is you need, I think there's two things that have been holding us back. And, and the first one is decent workers or quality workers. Um, and, you know, I partially take blame on that because I'm not a blue collar worker. So, you know, these guys kind of look at me. I think they've always looked at me a little bit funny. You know, I'm like a nicer dressed guy and I show up and I'm there just to boss them around. And anyways, I think over the years, people have gotten sick of that. So we've, we're using, I mean, probably the fifth or sixth different person just in the past two years, you know, on these rehabs that we're working on right now. And so uh, I think that's a big thing there. And, and, but I think the order, in order to fix that problem, what we've determined is we need a project manager. We need a, um, another, another name drop. Like I know these people, I guess, but uh, we need like a, a JD, a Sagian, you know, from old flipping shows. He was the one that he was there. Uh, that was his job was to be there part of, on the on the job site constantly, you know, and was the one that was there dealing with everything instead of instead of it being me, for instance. And so what I found is we think 
what we think we need is actually something we, me and my partner have been looking for is uh, that project manager like that who's there on these job sites, but also is also pitching in. You know, he's there getting dirty with these people, getting, you know, uh, helping them hang drywall or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we feel if we get that person that will greatly benefit the the system in a sense by by making me allow allowing me to remove myself from it so we can go back to focusing on acquisitions and things of that nature. And to finish this, why we haven't found that person yet is because we haven't found that person who is going to be what's the word I'm looking for uh, in love with this business or, or or find our our company as important as we do. I think that's been the uh, the biggest obstacle is finding that person who wants to eventually be uh, a third partner in this, and uh, that's that's been harder to find than I was would, would hope for. <laughs> Yeah, I understand you don't want to just find somebody who is looking for a paycheck yes. because ultimately it needs to align with where they see themselves and what they enjoy doing because they're going to put a lot more effort towards the latter than the former. Exactly. I've seen that with, with my stuff as well. Let's talk about wholesaling. You're doing it nationwide. I've always wondered how can wholesalers do nationwide wholesaling unless they know all of the markets that they have a wholesale deal in. So do you know all the markets really well or? No, no. I do now though, now that I've, the the markets that I've done deals in, I feel more comfortable with them. Um, And I I did lose some deals. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that every, every lead that came through, we were able to monetize somehow, but no, there was some like in rural, I can't say that word at all, rural areas that, you know, on paper and, and the motivation from the seller were like slam dunks. But then when you actually communicate it with buyers or other wholesalers in that area, you come to find out that that particular area was, was garbage. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, garbage for an investment wise. How about that? And so, yeah, I mean, I have learned certain areas where, you know, there's very little activity and I have learned in areas where there is activity. And the way we learned was we just did. As these leads start rolling in, we would just start calling the owners and start communicating with the owners and then, you know, using uh, Zillow and, and just other ways to try to give a, a general idea of what the property might be worth. And we would just start, I would just start making offers to these people. And as the offers got accepted, I started reaching out to people just virtually online. You know, I did use a, uh, an old nationwide buyers list that I forgot who provided it, but we paid for it a little while ago. And uh, that did lead to actually uh, some connections in certain areas that allowed us to, you know, actually close these deals. Yeah. So I guess the simple answer question is, I don't know every area, not not even close, but the ones where now we've actually had a lead and a lead turned into a deal, I would feel more comfortable obviously in those areas now because I've done some, uh, I've done something in that area. So how are you with the the deals? Let's say you have a a wholesale deal. Well, first off, let me get, let me ask this. How many, I know you've only been doing wholesaling for a couple of years, I mean, you've been doing rehabs for seven, but with the wholesaling, how many wholesale deals have you closed on? I've closed on, oh my gosh, it's like 102 or something like that. I don't have the exact number, but yeah, we've I've been doing pretty well with the wholesaling side of it since we started. And I would say the majority of those have been virtual deals like out of California. I think I've only done, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I, you should know, always know your numbers. So if people are listening, <laughs> don't be me right now. But I think it's like 25 in California and the rest were all uh, out of state. 
All right, I'm going to pick up my jaw that is on the ground right now, <laughs> and I'm going to place it back where it should be. You've done 102 wholesale deals in two years? Yeah. How? Basically, just working with the right people, man. You know, Jeff Koga, who used to host the, the Real Estate Strategy Lab podcast, uh, I was fortunate enough to hook up with him, and he's, you know, doing things bigger than I am, and so I was able to learn from him and, and you know, utilize him and, and some of his resources, and, uh, just being around the business for so long, I mean, truthfully, I, I guess you could say I, I kind of knew what I was doing in a sense. And so it just kind of fell. I hate to say it this way, but it kind of fell into place. The right people with the right leads. It was the leads. I guess it was the guy, this person I met had a website that was generating leads nationwide and he didn't know what to do with them. And so we got together. He was more of a, more of a, uh, an SEO programmer guy, not a, not a real estate guy. So it was almost like a, a perfect marriage. And so with his leads, and you know me and and you know uh, people I work with, we were able to turn those leads in, into uh, into some deals. When you're doing the wholesale deal, how much would you say on average do you make per deal? Five thousand. You know, especially if you were to average, that would be about five thousand. We don't go for huge home runs. You know, again, especially with a lot of out of state leads, uh, like in like smaller areas, five thousand is you know a lot of money. So uh, yeah, I would say it's about five thousand. And so over two years, that's five hundred and ten thousand dollars. Are you splitting that with a partner yeah. that that you're getting the leads from? Yeah, yeah. So he gets a, a he gets a big portion of that, and obviously my partner does as well. And so you know, personally, uh, you know, I don't, I, I didn't make, I didn't make that much money, but uh, you know, the, we have as a collectively as a group. <laughs> so how do you structure that? What's everybody's role? You said you've got the 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 guy who has the SEO website generating the leads yeah. or the the guy who has the website and is really good at SEO search engine op- optimization right. for different keywords right. generating the leads nationwide then you've got your partner and you how do you structure that the profit sharing and who does what so it's 50-50 with the guy with the website I didn't realize it was going to be as, as huge as it was. Um, so at first, when when we presented that or he presented that to me, I said, "Sure, why not?" You know, um, and and it's okay though; it still has worked out. So it's, he gets fifty percent, and then me and my partner we split fifty percent of our portion. And you know, essentially, we just kind of split the roles. I do a lot of the phone calling to the sellers, and then he'll do some of the searching for buyers, or vice versa. We really don't have like a a set way that we handle those particular tasks. You know, there's just some that maybe it's like, I feel like I want to call that person. So I will, you know, we just focus together towards the same, uh, the same outcome, which is obviously wholesale the lead. Right. That's interesting. Uh, would you say that's the way to approach wholesaling where you have this team structure, you've got somebody who has a website that's generating leads and is very savvy with SEO and then you partner with that person and then you do what you're good at and that's you know wholesaling and meeting with you know buyers and and sellers and making the connections i would not say that's a good uh, approach <laughs> <laughs> it, it's again it was something i stumbled upon with the person who was had some interest in real estate and was already, and was utilizing it the websites these days from what i've talked to him about to regenerate a website that was creating the leads that we have is like, you know, you're talking ten to fifteen thousand dollars just to just to, for just for the build out and for all the I don't even know all the terms. I could I could kind of use all the terms, but I don't really know what they all mean. But to have a website doing what his website's doing is a lot more expensive these days. And a lot of that has to do with Google and Google changing their algorithms. Again, things I don't really understand. I just hear him talk about it, so I feel like I understand it. 
So to answer your question is I would not suggest that. I would say the tr- best way to still go about it is the traditional marketing, you know, we, which we still do in our, in our local market as well, which is direct mail, bandit signs, you know, things of that nature. I think that's – for someone that's getting started, that is a, a much faster way to wholesaling profits as opposed to building a website and organically growing it with, uh, with search engine optimization. Huh. I'm surprised that you answered it that way, and I'm I'm glad that you did because <laughs> you've surprised me with two things on this show now. <laughs> One with 102 deals, and and the second by saying you shouldn't do that starting out. I just want to ask a follow up question to that because I, I I just I'm really surprised by your answer. If you find someone who is very good at SEO and building websites, and you're like, hey, I want let let's do something like this. It seems like that would be a less labor-intensive approach for you as a wholesaler than putting up bandit sites and doing right. direct mail all the time. It seems like that would be a like a, a really good partnership. Well, I guess you're absolutely right. I didn't think of it that way. If you have a person who's willing to do that work, that is great. But again, you still that person's still going to have to pay around ten, you know, whoever ten to fifteen thousand dollars for all the backlinks. And I, again, I don't want to start to try to name these things. I don't really understand what they all mean, but <laughs> it is to make a website, like to rank number one on Google, to, the startup is expensive. And then the continuation is also expensive as well. So, I mean, you could find that person and the guy that had this website built out, he had it built out a few years ago. And, and so it, it was already organically growing with Google. And that's the other reason too, is time behind it. You, you could do that. And I wouldn't, I would tell people, yeah, go ahead and do that. But you don't build the website. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden you start having leads coming in that you don't know what to do with in, you know, a couple weeks time that it just doesn't work that way. It takes, you know, I would say a few years for a website to start ranking number one on Google and to be able to start, you know, generating leads more consistently than it would be for just the traditional marketing. Yep. Yep. So I could tell, yeah, tell people, by all means, start it, but don't bank on it. Go ahead and start it, but then go back to the, you know, keep with the regular marketing uh, so you can actually make some money in this business and, and make it while your website continues to grow. That makes sense. Tough to scale and it takes longer to do. It's worth it in the long run if you have the right partner. Yeah. But for the short term, you got to get out there and, and do, do some hustling with the bandit signs and direct mail. With the deals, I mean, getting the deals, getting the leads is one thing. And then the other part of the equation is what you and your partner do. How are you able to get so many buyers for these opportunities? Is it a, a couple that keep snatching them up or are you starting from scratch every time? Well, it, in certain markets, it has been, you know, you keep with the same people. Obviously, that's the easiest way to do it. You know, I've had some instances where I get a property in a contract and I shoot a text to my uh to my contact and, you know, he literally looks at it and goes, yeah, we'll take it, you know? And so that's ultimately, I mean, if you get to that point with your buyers, it's, it's phenomenal, but there are some where there are markets where we're not familiar with and we don't have connections with, we kind of have to start from scratch. And a lot of those deals too have been with other wholesalers. So I guess, you know, I could say, uh, even though my average is still 5,000 per deal, it, it, maybe we consider less than that because I have done a lot of splits as well. And that is, you know, I, I don't mind that as long as I'm dealing with a wholesaler who I know is a legit wholesaler in that market and who I know um, can help us get this deal done. And so, so yeah, so I do a lot of uh, networking like on Facebook, things like that. And, uh, you know, you do meet 
mostly wholesalers on Facebook, and uh, we have closed many deals that way as a co-wholesale deal. Garrett, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Oh man, gosh, ready, fire, aim. And what I mean by that is, you know, just get yourself together, make the decision to take action. And then as you're taking action, put the pieces together. Don't just get sit down and get stuck in analysis paralysis. Ready, fire, aim. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Garrett, what's the best ever book you've read? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki has uh, been a guest on the show. So if you want to check out his episode, go ahead and uh, just Google Robert Kiyosaki, Joe Fairless. And also, let me see when this episode is airing because you all have got to check out. Oh, you know what? How cool is that? This episode's airing the day after the episode I was about to reference is airing. So that's good. Uh, Tom Wheelwright. He is Robert Kiyosaki's CPA. And he's the author of Tax-Free Wealth. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the book. I love that book. I, I, I read it like three years ago. And it's just phenomenal. And he dropped some major knowledge on, on me personally on all sorts of different tax advantages. So yesterday, check out his episode. It's episode 387. Tom Wheelwright, part of the, the Rich Dad crew. Nice. All right. Best ever personal growth experience. And what did you learn from it? Oh, man. Shoot, 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 shoot. Going to put me on the spot like that. Wow. What's coming to my head? What's coming to my head? I'm thinking of something recently. I can, you know, I don't know if this is the way, way to go with this, but I hear my daughter downstairs. She's only 18 months old. I mean, you know, having her and having to learn how to, you know, juggle the business and, and raising her and being a good dad has been, I think, the biggest life lesson I've ever learned in my life. What's the one lesson? What's the one takeaway from that? that I don't want to work for the rest of my life, that I do want to retire and I want to be able to spend time with her before she gets too old. <laughs> and we hear her too and she sounds cute as a button. <laughs> I'm, sorry about, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I always like it whenever there's a little bit of like background noise that adds texture to where the guest is at. You know, for I had real, one guest. Real, right? Yeah, I had one guest in, in Florida and in, in, you could just hear the palm trees in the in the breeze. I was just so jealous, and so I, I like that. Best ever deal you've done? You know what? I'm gonna take it with not money wise. It's gonna be the one I was just talking about, and that was the one where I was able to get it under contract. The, okay, so it was actually here in my local market. All right, but I still decided not. I still was gonna try to treat it like a virtual deal. The sellers lived up uh, up in like San Francisco. Anyways, I communicated with them strictly on the phone. We did everything through e-signatures. Once the property, once we got a price agreed upon, I shot a text message to my buyer. My buyer says he'll take it, and literally, like in a couple, of, I, I say it was like four hours of work time. I made nine thousand bucks. To me, I love that as my best ever deal, just because that was the one that showed me that you can just just totally almost not want to say hands off, but you can do a lot with technology these days and still make money. <laughs> Best ever way you like to give back? You know, time. 
I try to you know volunteer. That's mostly to me. I, I, I currently I prefer to give my time. You know, so I guess you would say time, just giving time, volunteering. Where do you volunteer? Uh, we have a place out here. It's uh, called uh, Grace Resource Center, feeding the homeless. We used to have a restaurant, big restaurant here that every year on uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, it was a big time where they were really known to um, have everybody come through there. Anyways, they recently closed, um, so we don't do that. But uh, it's called Grace Resource Center, and it's uh, for the homeless, local homeless people. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Not systematizing my rehabbing business. <laughs> And where is the best ever place that the best ever listeners can reach you? You know, you can check out the podcast, realestatestrategylab.com. I do have garrettzander.com as well, but do not go there yet because it's not uh, ready yet. But uh, I'd say Real Estate Strategy Lab podcast or realestatestrategylab.com. Awesome. And so that's realestatestrategylab.com. Okay. Well, Garrett, thank you for being on the show and dropping the, the sneaky wholesale ex- experience that I didn't even know was coming. I thought we were going to talk about some rehabs, and then <laughs> then I hear you say you've done 102 wholesale deals in two years. I'm like, well, there's the title of the episode. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad we went that direction because I know mentally, again, even though I am working on these whole, these rehab deals, mentally my brain is... It's stuck on wholesaling, man, and uh, and it's a fantastic way to uh, to be in this business for sure. Yeah, the learnings that you gave us were really valuable. You know, talking about how SEO can play such a major role in in yeah. getting leads, and it's not a short term play; it's a long term play. And I build my company around what uh, Tim Ferriss and Jay Massey. You know, I've heard them say right. the long ga- the long game. And it's certainly, SEO certainly is a long game where we focus on long-term strategies that are going to set us up for, you know, for the future versus, you know, trying to, to put a Band-Aid on something. But certainly whenever you're bleeding, you got to have a Band-Aid. So direct yep. mail and Bandit signs for wholesalers who are starting out, that's important to do. But then also, you know, have SEO, have a website that's rock and rolling. If you don't know SEO which I, it's likely that you don't, uh, then then have someone who uh, will partner with you and Absolutely. see if you can come up with a creative structure because they'll do what they're good at. They'll stay in their, their basement just hacking away on the computer while you're out on in, uh, talking on the phone and, and matching up buyers and sellers. So yep. thank you. And, and by the way, if, you, if you're good at SEO and I just offended you by saying you're in the basement, then... <laughs> I apologize. That's just what I was picturing. I'm sure there's many personable SEO experts out there. That's just the initial stereotype that that came to mind. So thanks so much for being on the show, Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Thanks for having me.